0: And uh, so I'll recap you if you haven't been here for this series or maybe you missed the Sunday. The first week we looked at Barabbas and we uh, noticed that uh, there were some things about Barabbas and Jesus that we could correlate together to see the gospel message and and just the love of Jesus poured out in that. The second week uh, we looked at the eyes of the disciples and we saw that some of those disciples kind of slipped up a little bit. And, um, and and we saw God's provision through that. We, we also saw hurt. We saw, uh, anger through some of them. And then last week we looked through the eyes of Mary and we said, uh, this Easter story would not be possible if Mary wouldn't have been obedient, uh, to the call that God put on her, um, by giving birth to Jesus. And so this week we're going to be at the scene of the cross. We're going to be looking at, uh, the thieves and, 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 you know, uh, Jesus was in the middle, but he had two men on each side of him and uh, we're going to see something amazing today I hope I hope uh, maybe you'll see something that you've um, never seen before uh, through this passage and so I'm ready to uh, to preach this I'm ready to uh, get into the word so let's read this passage together Luke chapter 23 uh, verses 33 through 43 this morning so what the Bible says and when they had come to the place called Calvary there they crucified him And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers mocked him you know, coming and and offering him sour wine. And they said this, if you are the king of the Jews, why don't you save yourself? And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuked him, saying, do you not even fear God? seeing you are under the same condemnation. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said this to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Let's pray. God, thank you so much, Lord, for the cross. Lord, thank You for the moment that You reached out and touched my heart so that I could be saved. Lord, I I pray that prayer for every single person in this room this morning that they can say the same thing. Lord, thank You for reaching out in times of need. Lord, thank You for uh, everything that You have given Cross Life Church. Lord, we, we don't do this to give ourselves a pat on the back. God, we do this to lift you on high. And Lord, today I just pray that this message would really reach into the depths of our heart for us to understand the need that there is to give our life to you. Lord, once again, if there's somebody here that does not know you as Lord and Savior of their life, God, we pray that today will be the day that they meet you for the first time that they see salvation for their life. Lord, that they see the purpose that you have given us. Lord, if somebody today needs hope, God, I pray you give them hope. If today somebody needs assurance, I pray that you give them assurance. Lord, just have your will, have your way. In all of these things we ask in your precious Son's holy name. Amen. You know, for the next few moments, I'm just going to ask you to take another uh, journey with me uh, for about 30 minutes. And, and I promise uh, we'll, we'll try to keep it at that today. Uh, but, but think about this setting. You've got the thieves on the crosses uh, for their punishments, um, thinking about what they have done. And then you've got Jesus. You've got the Son of God on the cross to die for the sins of the world. But along with this picture, hey, along with this picture today, there's a few other things that are going on during this time. Um, and, and you've got uh, this mocking taking place. Okay, uh, All around where Jesus hangs. You've, you've even got people at the foot of the cross that are sitting there casting lots. It means they're gambling on Jesus. Is this man going to really die? Is this man really Jesus? Is this man really the Son of God? Is this man who he says he is? Hey okay, Here they are just throwing out these lots and they're like, okay, whatever one it passes on, okay, we'll see if you're right. We'll, we'll see if, if your prediction is right. And then you've got the thieves on the cross who are are looking down at this and they're seeing all the mockery, all the blasphemy, everything going on at this time. And Jesus is just sitting there thinking like, they just don't get it. They don't get it. I've walked this earth. I've talked the talk. I've done everything my Father sent me to do. And here I am dying on the cross for these people and they don't get it. They don't understand it. But then you've got this awesome picture of the guy that's, that speaks up. Hey, speaks up and just says, I believe in you. I believe in you. I, I need you. Remember me when you get to your home. Remember me when you get to paradise because I want to be there with you. Does anybody here want to be with Jesus today? Like, I, I know we don't want to wish our life away. I'm telling you, you're going to be much better off in heaven than you will be here on this earth. Like, I, I, I rest assured into that now. Like The older that I get, I'm only 29. Uh, I'll be 30 next month. I'm going to be through my midlife crisis, I know. Uh, but the older that I get, the more I just want to be with Jesus. The more that I see the corruption of the world knowing that there's no corruption in heaven. You know, the, the, the more that I can look and I can see Everything that, that is falling into place in my own life yeah I'm excited about I'm excited what God is doing in my life but at the same time I'm excited when I get to heaven you know when we, when we look at this I, I just want you to ask yourself the question maybe the recurring question the last several weeks which one are you Wh- which person on this of uh, uh, this story are you uh, in this moment? Maybe in the last six months, maybe in the last year, maybe in the last five years. Are you the thief on the cross who rejected? Are you the thief on the cross who accepted? Are you, are you looking through the eyes of Jesus at this point? Which one are you? And, and I think as we, as we look at this passage today, I think it's going to remind us of that day that we can say we accepted Christ. I, I think it will remind us of that moment That we gave our life to the Lord. Now I know some of you—you don't know the date, you don't necessarily know the time, but I promise you, you know the place. Uh, You you know, you you know exactly where that happened, and and maybe you even remember the exact words that you said when you gave your heart to the Lord. You know, there's one thing about it, and this is what I love about Cross Life Church. We're His voice. We we are His voice. Anywhere and everywhere that we go, we are His voice. And and I remind you all the time, and I'll remind you again today, when we walk out of this place today, you are a living testimony to what God is doing in your life, and in your church, and in your family. Every single day. And so this is what I want us to do. I want us to look at three different things that I kind of found in this passage that I want to share with you. The first one is this. I want us to look at the rejecting thief. Let's get that one out of the way. <laughs> uh, let's, look at, let's look at him. Here these men are on the cross, and, and this man that rejected Jesus had the opportunity to see him and look him face to face as they hung there. Okay? And the question arises, how could he not accept Christ? No, he, he was right beside the man that walked to walk, that talked the talk, that did everything that he said he was going to do. But yet this man decided, no, I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. And, and we kick this question around on Zoom a lot. Like, is it easier to live in the time where Jesus was walking on this earth? Or is it easier to live now when Jesus is not here, but we have the spirit? You know, well, which one is easier? You know, here's a man that was right beside the man that died for him, and he still didn't accept him. But yeah, we accept when we can't see, we can't hear, we 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 can't know that he's right here, but we trust that the Holy Spirit swarms this room, swarms this atmosphere. You know, in Matthew's Gospel, we read that Jesus says in in chapter 24. Verses 40 through 42, he says this, Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. This is just a snapshot picture of what will take place when Jesus comes back. But it's also a snapshot picture of what happened on the crosses that day. Hey, one accepts while the other rejects. The rejecting thief wanted no part of Jesus whatsoever. He was blaspheming Jesus and he challenges Jesus when he says these words. If you are the Christ, why don't you save yourself and us? You see, he wanted a cop out. He's like, look, if you're going to save yourself, you might as well save me too. Have we ever thought about that in our life and maybe even said something like that to somebody that we know? Like if you're gonna do this for me, you need to do it for him too. Or if you're gonna do this for 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 my brother, uh, then you need to do it for me too. You know, I used to tell my parents all the time. Peter gets this, then I should get this. If Andrew gets this, then then why am I not getting this? I I, I pick on him all the time. When Peter got his first car, hey, he he drove. He he bought a Thunderbird. That thing, man. We called it the Thunder Chicken. Benny might remember the Thunderbird. Um, you worked with the thunder he worked on the thunderbird that that was a recurring theme with the thunder chicken um <coughs> but but that that thunderbird okay when when they went to the car lot to buy that car, dad gives him thousands of dollars like three thousand dollars that was a lot of money to me back then and i 'm like where 's my nap you know i 'm still living under their house. I could use three thousand dollars that 's how some of your kids are with that stimulus money They're like stimulate my my account okay um but but they're they're you know when we when we look at that hey and, and then when I went to buy my first car guess what I didn't get three thousand dollars and I reminded Dad at the dealership when I bought my first truck I was proud of myself I paid it with cash and he's like well you don't need it you got cash I was like so it's okay for somebody doesn't have money you give him money but somebody that has money you're not going to help me you see we we do that a lot we say. Why don't you help me if you're going to help yourself like this? Why don't you buy me this? Why don't you get me this? Why don't you do this for me? And what we do in that, we challenge somebody else when really it's our opportunity and our job to take care, you know? Like, so, so as we try to go through this, let us, let us remember this thief that is on the cross, Jesus had nothing else to give him. He was giving him his life so that he could have the opportunity to experience eternal life. But this guy was still wanting more. This guy didn't realize that all throughout this whole entire journey this man had taken, he didn't realize Jesus was doing everything for him. He didn't realize that God was already working for him. But instead, he's like, look, I need something else. You know, like, if you prove this to me, I'll give my life to you. But if you don't prove it, I'm just going to walk away. Uh, I don't get it, do you? I, I don't understand those things. But he's like, look, save yourself, you save us. I can't help but wonder what Jesus must have felt when he said those words. You know, he's already carrying the weight on his shoulder. You know, we, we can see that in the garden when he goes to pray. I, I tell you, that the, we, we had our training this week, and I have never looked at the prayer in the garden like I looked at it this week. No, Jesus... Here he was about to die, and he prays for us. You you need to go home and read that prayer. Like, all the weight on the shoulder. And instead of thinking about himself, he thinks about us. And I'm sure that he's thinking about us right now. This guy's pretty much saying, are you really God? God. You know, if you're God, then you need to prove it to me. And if you prove it to me, then I'll make the adjustment for my life. If you save yourself and you save us too, then maybe I'll have a glimmer of hope that I know what you're talking about. And then he's just like, aren't you God? Aren't you the one? If you're God, then why is this happening to me? If you're Him, and save me this this thief just goes on and, and pretty much acts like Jesus just owes him something and once again we see the humility of Jesus we've seen that through the last four weeks and he doesn't even respond to this man did you notice that he doesn't even respond Jesus Jesus swallows it you know a lot of times we're quick to respond okay when somebody says well I don't believe it we'll say well you need to <laughs> you know or, or or you need to listen to me Hey. Okay? And a lot of times that'll turn them off. And, and listen, listen what Jesus does; He just doesn't respond. We we might need to take note of that sometimes. And sometimes we are too quick to speak. I, I learned this week that I need to listen more. Hey, Tiffany tells me that all the time. Uh, she'll she'll be talking to me, and I'm just staring out in space. She's like, "Repeat what I just said." Any any men do that occasionally? Yeah, yeah. We go through that a lot. Uh But understand this today. Jesus doesn't owe us anything. He's given us everything. He doesn't owe us anything. And and, and he doesn't owe us anything in life. He did it realizing and willingly. And now someone once again wants to take advantage of the opportunity. And this man is not realizing what Jesus is actually doing. He he just can't come to the realization that he deserves the punishment that he is getting while hanging on the cross. He's the one that was the murderer the thief. He's the one that put himself there. But he had the opportunity while he was dying to at least see Jesus. He had one last opportunity. And he didn't take advantage of it. He didn't take advantage of it. Maybe, Maybe... You know, we we, we think about this a lot, and and I I got the question, how close are we to being this rejecting thief? Uh, How how close are we to, to being this person? Are we presently living a life of rejection right now, knowing that you need to accept Jesus, but just can't seem to bring yourself to it? Maybe because of your own fame, maybe because of your own reputation, maybe because you think that, that maybe you don't need him in your life, that you're doing just fine without him. Maybe that's you today, maybe because you feel you can just do life on your own. And if you have a last, a last chance, i said. I remember a time um, where we had a guy at one of our churches that I served, and, and this, is what, this is what he said to me one day. He said, I'll give my life to the Lord when I'm on my deathbed, but not before. Wow. <laughs> like man, you might not have that chance. You might not have that chance. And did you know, <laughs> did you know this man was on his deathbed or about a year ago? On his deathbed, and he gave his life to the Lord that day. Like We we asked, why God, why you get, <laughs> you know, why did you get the opportunity? It's grace. It's the grace of God. He went to church every Sunday. Every Sunday the door was open, he was there. He heard the gospel every Sunday. But he says, it's not my time because I enjoy my life. I enjoy what I'm doing. Some people get those opportunities. Some of us don't. Number two, Today, we, we don't only see that rejecting thief, but I want us to look at the mocking crowd. I want us to see what, what they're doing. Within this scene, there were a lot of things going on. There, there were some that were at the foot of Jesus' cross, and, and, and they were gambling over Him. And, and there, were, there were religious rulers. And this is what they said in verse 35. And the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them, they sneered. They said this, he saved others, let him save himself. And if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. This is just one of those statements to me that is like gut-wrenching in this passage. It, it hurts. This hurts because that Jesus that was hanging on the cross was the one that would die for those mocking people. And he was looking down on them. And, I, and I've told you about the religious rulers before. The, these guys were not were not good. Like we, we can call them religious rulers if we want to, but that's what they 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 were religious. They they kept they tried to keep a million laws, and they couldn't keep them. But they made sure that everybody else kept them. And they mocked Jesus, and they were ultimately the ones that were at the foot of the cross, cheering it on like look what we did we put him on the cross remember in the scene of barabbas hey, as they were on trial most likely some of the ones that were hooraying in the crowd crucify him crucifying was the religious leaders they were the ones that put jesus there they're, they're the ones that, and what happened was as they as they walked around all these events last week we talked about the cat of nine tails and, and how jesus was whipped with those those religious rulers went around with him at every scene and they cheered it on they cheered it on they weren't they weren't your good cheerleader okay they 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 weren't the ones trying to help him in this and I want you to understand that these religious rulers were really showing themselves at this point he did save others like did they not did they not see the feeding of the 5000 Uh, Did they not see him bring the little girl back to life? Did did they not see him heal Lazarus? Did they they not see any of, of these events taking place? His death on the cross was what had to take place so that he could be the substitute for us, the substitute for our wrongdoings, the substitute for our sins. Remember, Jesus was a perfect man. He never messed up. Hey, he, he never sinned. He, did, he didn't do that. He, he might have been tempted. Remember to, to Satan taking him on the mountaintop and being tempted? He was tempted. But he never messed up. And we may say, well, there's this particular story here, or there's this particular story here. Look, Jesus was a sinless man. And when we look at the passage today, Knowing what he was bearing on the cross. Knowing what he was doing for us. And we can have the realization today that, Jesus, you died for my sins. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to live my life, the rest of my life, sinless. But it it makes me remember that I've got a Savior who forgives me. That wants to see me forgiven. This was not just a death. This was a death that would give an opportunity for eternal life in heaven for their future. The crowd was mocking. Can you just look through their eyes and once again ask yourself, am I the crowd today? Has there been a moment where I've been the crowd? Not only that, but has there been a time that I didn't give Jesus my full attention? Has there ever been that time where you were the mocking crowd no, have you ever seeked repentance over that? Because the day is the day of forgiveness. Today's a day of forgiveness. Look, until we become people of prayer and people of forgiveness, we will never truly be people of the cross. Until we can get past the past, we we will never truly be people of the cross. Until we can put things to the side, until we can get on our knees and cry out to this holy and perfect God that we say we believe in and we say that we worship, we will never truly be people of the cross. Until we understand that forgiveness has to take place in our lives and until we're honest with ourselves and honest with our own hearts, I don't know if we'll ever be truly people of the cross, but we can be people of the cross if we devote our eyes and our time and our energy to serving the Lord. And I believe that's what cross life does. Now, there's a lot of things we do best, but I'll tell you, yesterday is what we do best. Getting out there and serving other people is what we do best. And it doesn't matter who, what they look like, who they are, where they came from. We serve them. And you always serve with an open heart. Always. I've never seen anybody say, well, that person doesn't need this, or that person, you know. We don't think those things, do we? Because we're serving. And when we serve and our eyes are locked on Jesus, it doesn't matter. Because all we see is a, is somebody, a human being, that needs forgiveness and that needs Jesus. I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I don't do things to please people. I do them to please my Savior. Uh, I had a guy one time come out of service, and he says, Pastor, I don't like what you're doing right here. I, I don't like the decisions. like, look, man, I, I don't do it for you. I do it for my Lord. And I was thinking yesterday, I was trying to encourage myself and trying to learn that a little bit too. And Tiffany and I were riding, I, I forgot my hair gel here at the church. And it's like definitely needed for Sunday morning and I wasn't sure if it was here or not. So we had to make the decision if I was going to have to go to Walmart or not uh, to buy some more gel. And I, and I was talking to Tiffany on the way and I was like, you know, I think about all of the decisions that have been made going on three years. Can you believe that? Going on three years in July. And I think about those decisions and you think about the decisions that we've made as a church together. I don't think in my heart that we've made one wrong decision as a church. The ones that we that we fully make and we say we're going to do this. There's not one time that we make a wrong decision because we've got our eyes locked on him. And we're leading by his spirit, not our will, but his will. And that's my prayer. Not your will, not my will, God, but your will be done. Your will be done. Let it be done. And the more that we say that prayer and the more active we are in saying, God, let your will be done, the less it is about us and the more it is about Him. God has blessed this church. And the mocking crowd, they didn't understand what Jesus had done for them. They didn't get it. They didn't realize it. But lastly today, we need to look at the accepting thief. Like I can't preach this message without talking about this guy. <laughs> the accepting thief. The accepting thief on the cross. Remember when I, when I told you that we would, we would come back to this guy. This man stood up for Jesus as the other one was just trying to to make sure that Jesus could prove himself again, this is what the accepting thief responds to the rejecting thief. Look at verse 40, if you got your Bible. But the but the other answered, rebuked him, saying, <laughs> "It's like I, I can see now. He's like, man, do you not even fear God? Seeing that you are under the same judgment right now, do you, do you not even fear the same condemnation that I'm I'm feeling?" And, and this is what he, he goes on, he says, and, then we, and we indeed justly, for we received the due reward for what we've done. We, we've received that. But this man, let me tell you, this man's done absolutely nothing wrong. And you don't even realize it. And I'm sure the conversation was, may, maybe even was longer than that. You know, these guys were hanging on the cross for several hours. I'm sure, I'm sure they were talking. You know, what else is there to do as you're about to die? Hey, I'm gonna be talking when I die because that's just who I am. I talk all the time. If I'm not talking when I die, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Like, at least give me a word, like five seconds before I die, Lord. Like, um, my mouth runs all the time. Hey, Tiffany's sitting there nodding her head. Um, but but I, but when we look at this, you know, when we understand this, and we and we try to comprehend what is going on. We can look at the end of this in verse 43. And Jesus says, He says something like this, Look, because of what you've said and because of what you've done and because of you stepping up and seeing what is going on today, because of your heart, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will see me face to face. You don't have to worry about it. You're talking about my kingdom. When I get to my kingdom, you're coming to my kingdom with me. That's powerful stuff. And let me tell you, if you accept Jesus today and you haven't done that, if you die in your very last breath today, you're going to get to see Jesus and I'm going to be jealous. I'm going to be jealous of that. A good jealous. What's it going to be? When we look at the accepting thief and we try to understand it, with everything else that is going on In this scene, this man has got it. And I believe that even this passage will show us how narrow that gate really is. Because you've got a man that is dying for the world right in front of them, and you've got a whole crowd of people that are cheering it on. But you've only got one that accepts him. I've heard it said before, There's a lot of people that sit in church pews on Sunday morning. They ain't going to make the cut. A lot of people sitting in churches all across America today to think they have it right. To think they're walking the walk. Thinking they're doing what they're doing, but it ain't going to make the cut. Because they never truly trusted in Jesus. Have you ever had that moment of realization today? Have you had that Moment where you come to the point of understanding who Jesus is and what He was sent here to do. The thief comes to Jesus in just this desperate way, and he says, "Lord, just remember me. Just remember me if you could." You ever felt that way? Have you ever been self-focused on on your on your prayer so much you're like, "Lord, if you just remember me today and you do this for me, then I'll turn around for you." I'll start doing this. Maybe, maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But eventually I'll turn it around. Like that's what we say. Hey, and this man is moments from death. But Jesus takes this last moment and makes one more impactful saying as he says, today. He doesn't say tomorrow. He doesn't say next week. He doesn't say next year. Not when things work out. Not when you get into study groups. Not when you can quote the Bible. He says, today, you will be with me in paradise. Today. All these thieves have done their whole life is take, but in the end, we see the grace of God come into somebody's life. Which one are you? Are you the one that accepted? Are you the one that rejected? Are you the crowd that maybe isn't always taking things seriously? We we are in one of those categories, and my gut feeling this morning is, is that not everyone here is on the accepting thief side. Not yet. In a crowd this size, somebody is not accepted. We're truly accepted the Lord. Look, He wants you to understand His grace. And He wants you to understand the gospel message as clear as you can. Where are we? As difficult as it is today, the first step that we have to take is accepting right where we are. Do we spend more time testing God or trusting God? Do we spend more time frustrated and without hope or relying on the one that brings us hope? Listen, if you need hope today, cry out to the Lord. Cry out to the Father because He loves you You can cry out to me all you want. I can help you. And I want to help you. But you know what I'm going to do before I help you? I'm going to cry out to the Lord. Because I ask God to give me the words to say. Because a lot of times, Thomas speaks too quick. James reminds us of that. Sometimes we need to be slow to speak. Sometimes I'm too quick to speak. Where are we? are we too worried about social status? Are we too worried about fame, popularity? Or are we more focused on getting the name of Jesus out there to all of the streets? You've got an opportunity this week to take a bold step with a simple Easter egg. A simple Easter egg. And it may it may sound funny and it may it may sound ridiculous. But listen, we've had people come to church before at a previous church that we did by giving out a single Easter egg. And listen, you can go to Walmart today, hey, and, and find a precious little kid with a father or a mother well and give that Easter egg to that kid. It works. But not only that, when you get that Easter egg out this week, you're giving them a message of hope. Because next week is Easter Sunday, and you better bet. <laughs> We're going to have a message of hope. It's going to be an exciting day next Sunday morning. And I pray this sanctuary is flooded with people that are in need of a Savior. I pray there's so many people here that some of us have to get out of our seat and give up our seat. And we'll put a speaker outside for you to hear if we have to. But we want people to know that there's a Savior that loves them. Listen. If we get a, if we get a good report this week, and we know the sanctuary is going to be filled, we'll go ahead and go to two services next Sunday. I'm not. I, I won't be slow to do that at all. You invite everybody that you can, and let's fill this place up with people that need to save. Let's pray, Lord. We love you, and we love what you're doing here at Cross Life Church. God, I pray today that. We would have the realization of who you are in our life. Lord, maybe there are people here that just are in desperation mode. Like, God, they, they need a touch from you, they, they need a healing, whatever it is. God, would you reach out your hand of mercy and grace and touch them right now? Lord, in just a few moments, we're going to sing an, an old hymn The Old Rugged Cross. And God, at this scene that we have witnessed this morning through Your Word, that old rugged cross is what saves us. It's it's by the blood that You shed on the cross for us. Lord, by You willingly giving up Your life, You reached out. And You touched one there. You touched one there. And you gave them hope. You gave them a reason to breathe. Lord, I'm just going to keep praying. If there's somebody here, God, that needs the cross, they need you. God, they need a Savior in their life. Would you have them stop running right now? And instead of running in one direction, God, they start running in the direction of your arms so you can embrace them and you can love them. And God, if you do just that, we'll give you praise and glory for it all. Be with us as we close this service. God, I pray that, that, that your altar would just flood with people that are in need of you or want to pray for somebody that doesn't know you today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Invitation is going to be simple today. If you don't know when we want you to come, maybe maybe you've been contemplating a decision for a while and you want to come talk about it and we can make this official. Let's do that today. Maybe today you need to pray for somebody. You need to pray for that lost person. Maybe that one. Who's your one that we, we say all the time? Maybe that one that needs Jesus. I invite you to come to the altar and pray for that person. Give it to the feet of Jesus today. And let's let the Holy Spirit just move in this time. Praise team, if y'all come up. We're gonna sing the old rugged cross. The old rugged cross. You come meet me down front.